What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another week of All In or All Out. My name is Kevin Harris, and I am your host. All right. This week, I want to talk about, I don't know, we may cover two two topics. Uh, depends on how far I get with this first one, because I'm not sure. Um, it's just a, a, something that I read in my devotion in my quiet time uh, the other day. And it, and it asked the question, who would, be, if you had one last meal, and I, I hope this doesn't sound too morbid or too, but if you had one last meal, what would it be and who would be at the meal? Who would you invite to this meal? If you could invite anyone you wanted to, if you had the option of anyone you wanted to, who would it be? And, and what would you eat? For me, I mean, I'm a, I, I love me a good steak. I definitely steak, mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese. That's like my jam. Mainly because I don't eat fruits or vegetables. So, you know, I'm all about some starches. <laughs> um, you know, and some good southern sweet tea. Um, and as far as who, man, it really... I didn't know where it was going and, and, and wasn't sure. Um, but who would we have at that last minute? Will we have somebody famous? Maybe somebody that we uh, looked up to that was a pioneer for um, for what they were trying to accomplish uh, in this world. Or maybe they were trying to, you know... Um, fight for something, fight for rights, fight for freedom, fight for, uh, you know, to be heard, to be seen, to be known. You know, we would it be some professional athlete that we admired growing up, looked up to, and, and wanted to be like? Is it someone in our family that we admire? Would it be a close friend? Would it be a teacher? Maybe you had a phenomenal teacher back in the day growing up. Who would it be? And, and the reason it asked that, and the reason I, you know, it, it was asking that or whatever, because it was talking about Jesus and talking about his last meal, the Last Supper, the, the famous Last Supper. And you see the picture, you know, picture in your mind that's always on the walls and stuff at churches and people's houses and stuff. But do you realize he, the, the man that would betray him, the man that threw him under the bus, the man who would turn him in was there at that meal? And he knew it because he said, whenever he's going to betray me, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like it was a shock. You know, if you think about that, he was okay with that. Having that last meal with that man at the table, giving him an opportunity, giving him a chance to be with him and to see that. And then you think, would I want my enemy at the table? I mean, if we're being real, all 12 men at that table, at one point in time, you know, they may have questioned him, doubted him, you know, 
throughout the time he was there and they were following him, you know, they, they had their doubts and their moments of, you know, are those the people you want to surround yourself with? Are those the people you'd want at your last meal? You know, so think about that. Because here's the thing. You, you can tell a lot about someone, you know, who, like for me, I you know, MJ, I'd love to be at my last meal. I, I mean, MJ is in Michael Jordan. Like, that was growing up, man, that was my hero. That's who I wanted to be like. You know, that's who I would want to emulate when when playing basketball and, and doing what I did. And so... <clears throat> You know, you, you think about that and think about who would you want there and why would you want them there? You know, it could be like, you know, I'd love to have another meal with my dad knowing, you know, that he's not here anymore and, and, and time moved on and, and the times that I'm missing, like one last meal would be cool, you know, if he was there at it. But are we willing to sit down and eat with those who may not look like us, who may not talk like us, who may not think like us? You know, are we willing to sacrifice a seat at the table for someone that we may not agree with, someone that we know that they may betray us, they may throw us under the bus, they may be leading us? you know, to our, to our last breath. But have them there because you love on them, care about them, and want to give them that opportunity to do right, to be right, to say right. You know? I mean, think about it. We all deserve a chance. And who knows? We... You may be a person that someone would want at your last meal because of the way you treated them, because of the way you talked to them, because of the way or the things that you may have done, because of the way things transpired in the past and, and you're no longer friends or you're no longer, you know, uh, well, you always be family, but feel like they're not family anymore. You know, that, that could be you. But are you willing to give that last seat or give a seat to someone like that? Are you willing to love all the way to the end, to the very last breath, and everything that you stand for still be stood for at the end? I mean, that would be tough. That, I mean, if I'm being honest... Man, that'd be tough to have that person there, knowing. But to know they're still loved, to know they're still cared for, to know that they still mean something to someone, still have a purpose on this earth. God still has a plan for them if they choose it. You know, if you thought about that, who would be there and why? Who would be there and why? And as that came, you know, came up, like I said, you can know a lot about a person, you know, by 
who, who they'd want there would be, you know, if they were a sports person, maybe one of the sports person. If they were historian, which, you know, blows my mind. People love history because I absolutely hated it. But they love history enough to, um, you know, to, to want somebody from from the past there that, that meant a lot to them, that they saw as a pioneer, that stood for something. Um, you know, or, or, or maybe, you know, they wanted somebody religious there or, or whatever the case may be. But who are we allowing to sit at the table? Let's take away that it's the Last Supper and it's just a supper. Who are you allowing to sit at the table? Louis Gigolo wrote a book called Don't Let the Enemy Sit at Your Table. A lot of times we allow the enemy to sit at our table. We allow the enemy to be whispering in our ear to tell us, you know, that we're not worthy, to tell us that we don't deserve to be at this table. Because let me share with you something. So <laughs> for, for that, to say that, to say you're not worthy to sit at this table. Let me share a story with you to where I fight that battle and fighting that battle right now as, as I share and talk. You know I'm recovering out. You know that I used to shoot up meth and I used to rob stores, steal stuff, uh, steal from people, broke into a church. I mean, I you know, I, I, I was worse than the worst, if you can say that. Everybody thinks since I broke into church, that's the lowest of the lowest and that's fine. That's what they want to believe, and that's what they want. I, that's fine. I can live with that. And I can understand them saying that. I mean, even the judge told me that, you know, I, 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 I broke into a place where people go for safety, where people go to feel at peace, where people go to get help, where people go to feel safe, and I robbed that from them. And that's true. There's truth in that. So that's the kind of past I'm talking about. Past that I've come through. Where I've been in shootings and and you know criminal activity that that would blow your mind if if you knew. And and things that that I'm not proud of. There's things that happened. Things that happened in my past that have shaped me. That have formed me. That have made me who I am. That have showed me that I don't want to be that person anymore. But that's the kind of that's that's the past that I have. And I'm okay with that. But see, now that I'm doing good, now that I'm helping people, that I'm helping people through addiction, that have been in addiction, that are coming out of addiction, that are in addiction, now that I'm helping people, I've been really pushing for housing, low-income housing, helping people. You know, to be able to get in somewhere, to get a roof over their head so they can get a job and, and raise a family and, and you know, or, or fend for themselves and, and just be able to make it in life, to be able to get ahead in this world. And so, and as I've been fighting for that, man, I've been having conversation after conversation for three months now, four months now, conversation after conversation, man, I'll have a conversation with someone and they'll mention, well, we talked to so-and-so. I write it down, get their number, chase them down, have a meeting with them. And anytime somebody throws a name out there, you talk to so-and-so, 
I'm, I'm writing it down and chasing them down and I'm talking to them and I've been talking and I've been talking and trying to have conversations, trying to make something happen, trying to come up with something, figure out what the answer is. Because here's the thing. In the past, I've been the problem. But now, I'm trying to be the solution. And so I'm, I'm having these conversations. And I find myself in a meeting coming up in about 30 hours with some elected officials, officials, a state representative, a county representative, people who I don't feel worthy to be in the room with, much less sitting at a table having a conversation with them to find a solution to something. And I keep telling people, I'm not adequate enough to be at that table. I'm a nobody. Who am I to be sitting at a table with people like that? Like, I, I, I mean, it, it, it literally makes me nauseous and sick to my stomach when I think about this meeting that's coming up. And, and how it's going to go and what the plans are and, and what what the conversation is going to go like. I mean, I, I, it absolutely scares me and blows my mind that I find myself in this situation. But see, I've allowed the enemy to sit at my table and tell, him, and tell me I'm not worthy to be a part of this conversation. I'm not worthy to sit at this table. You know, I'm allowing the enemy to try and rob me of something that can benefit and help others tremendously. If this conversation goes the way that I'm, I'm hoping it goes and praying that it goes, man, this opens up so many doors and so many opportunities to make a difference in the community that I'm in. And so we have to be careful when we're sitting at the table. Who is at that table? Who we invited to that table? Who we've allowed to sit at that table? Because sometimes people don't get invited, they just show up. So we have to be cautious of that. So as you think about it, and I know I started this thing as as the last supper, what that would look like, who would be there, what you'd be eating. But I'm ending it with you to know who you're going to have at the table, who you allow to sit at the table with you. Who you allow to help you make your decisions? Who do you allow to walk with you through this, this life, this world that we're in? Who do you allow to pour into you? Who are you allowing to dream you? Who are you allowing to sit at the table? And when it comes to the people that sit at the table, you're either all in or all out.